This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, February 16th. My name is Dan Ellis. This is episode 283. How the fuck are you doing? I'm fucking doing good. And you're Mr. Ryan Duffy. I, you know what? I've been that way for a few years. Sorry, I'm a little out of practice. It's been, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks for us. Your eyeball gets fucked up and we learn, we forget how to do this shit. <laughs> and, and Matt is not with us this week, but he's still with us. Yes. He's got bronchitis. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's got the, he's got the dirty lung or the sick lung. And so he's not coming to the show today. Yeah. But. Uh, hopefully we'll see him next week if he's feeling better. I hope so. Yeah. Bronchitis sucks. I haven't, I haven't had bronchitis for a minute after I quit smoking and all that. I used to get it like two or three times a year. Cause you were more susceptible to infections in the lung from when the was, inhaling of the smokes. When I was a filthy smoker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily that's not a thing I do anymore. And I stopped vaping yeah. three weeks ago today. Tracy was mentioning that when I was upstairs. She said, oh, yeah. nobody vapes anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't vaped for three weeks now, and the first week it was kind of difficult, but I just didn't want to be physically dependent on anything, yeah. and I got tired of I don't know, spending the, money the on it. And, yeah, and then, I don't know, having it irritate people who would come over to the house, and... So I was just like, well, why the fuck am I even doing this? Yeah. It seems silly, so I just decided to stop. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't hugely difficult. The second week was much easier. And then this week I haven't really even thought about it yeah. at all. Well, you've been thinking about your eye a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the eye has been much more of an issue. Um, but what have you been doing since we haven't been uh, around? Well, I got my taxes back. Oh, cool. Which, you got your returns already? Yep. For both federal and uh, uh, you assume state? I, you assume I got something from this state. <laughs> My non-married, no-kid-having-ass doesn't get shit from this state. Ah. I always owe Utah. Oh, yeah. And they make you... So this boggled my mind one year when I, I owed $2. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, $2. I have to pay $25. Fucking dollars to file that I owe you two dollars, and then when I go to pay you the two dollars, you won't take cash. Uh, I don't have checks to mail you a check. It's gonna cost me more than two dollars to go get checks, buy the envelopes, the stamps, and everything to send you two dollar check. So let's go online. Oh, there's a five dollar convenience fee to fucking pay you online two dollars. Convenient. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like it cost me more money. To file and send you the money than I owed you. Well, and it costs them more money too. Like they call it a convenience fee for you, but it ultimately would cost them more money if they continued operating the way they always have, if it was just all just paper-based paper bullshit. Yeah. So they call it a convenience fee. And I understand that maybe they would need to charge something up front because they did have to 
hire people to come in and create these systems and maintain them and buy hardware and do the software and all that kind of shit. But at some point you earn back that return yeah. and shouldn't be charging people because you are saving money as like, well. So nowhere else. I don't go to the state liquor store and they're like, Oh, you're paying with a debit card. Well, we need to charge you a $5 convenience fee to use that debit card at this <laughs> state liquor store. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. So, so being that I got my federal return back, hmm. uh, I got a new lathe coming. Oh, cool. A new lathe. Yep. What's going, wrong with the lathe you have now? I'm going full size. Oh, really? Going with a full size lathe. Well, that's, yeah. uh, so it's going to take up a, a large portion it's of your. It's about twice the size. Uh-huh. And the one I have right now weighs about 80 pounds. This one weighs about 500 pounds. What are the dimensions of it? Do you know offhand? Uh, so I can do a 16 and a half inch swing so I can make a bowl with a 16 and a half inch width. Uh-huh. over the bed and it's 40 inches long. Yeah. So the one I have right now, it does 12 inches by like 20. Okay. So when you said full size, I was thinking of the ones that I, that I used in high school that were like almost as long as this room is yeah. wide. <laughs> like, so when you get to like a full size lathe, yeah. there's many, like I have what's called a midi lathe right now. You got mini little tabletop lathes. The one I have right now, I can mount on a tabletop. It's small. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I'm getting that's which shipping is weird because it made it from Tennessee to Salt Lake, uh, in one week, but it's going to take another week to make it from Salt Lake to my house. <laughs> well, you know, they do have to travel all the way from Salt Lake, Lake to Ogden. Yeah. By freight. Huh? Uh, but it's a lot of it comes down to like the weight and the the amount of wood I'm able to put on there at once and actually be able to turn something. Because mm-hmm. even mine right now, if I make something completely square and I put it on there, it'll be shaking a lot until I get it round. Yeah. Because it doesn't weigh enough to offset that little bit of off balance that's going on where when I'm getting it weighs 500 pounds and you can actually stack weights on it to weight it down even more if you're turning something that's off center. Hmm. And I can make bigger things. And it's a lot more powerful. Yeah. So like the one I have right now, if I'm trying to take off too much at once uh, and the tool grabs, it'll just stop. The engine will be turning, so it'll just be grinding on a belt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the power to turn that wood. Hmm. So. Is the new one gear driven or belt? It's still belt. They're all belt driven. Oh, okay. Uh, They're all either belt driven or there's some companies now that come out with direct drives. So it's directly hooked straight to the electric motor, but almost everything is still belt driven with pulley systems in there. So you can actually, uh, arrange it differently. Huh. Well, I guess that's a safety issue too. Like, yeah, if it was a chain and something caught, it would snap the chain and, yeah. or not or the slip at all. Or, yeah. And then getting into the uh, electronics of it, I bought one that has a three phase engine on it. So I had to, I had to figure out what that all meant. Like, well, the one I have right now is a one phase. So basically a one phase, you only get all the power out of it if you have it turned all the fucking way up. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the middle someplace, I'm not actually getting that half horsepower. I'm getting like an eighth of that. Where a three phase engine, if I have it turned down, it's still going to be that two horsepower of turning force all the way through the uh, uh, power of it. Hmm. All the way through the power band and the, the speed, power band and the, the speed, speed controls. Yeah. So yeah. even if I turn it way down, I'm still getting that two horsepower 
of muscle coming out of it versus if it's like my other one and I turn it down, I'm actually turning the power way down. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's all pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. So, when is it anticipated for next Monday? Delivery? Oh, cool. Not like tomorrow, but the following, following Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah. The well, same cool. day I close on my new mortgage. Oh, that's right. You're refinancing. Yeah. Well, that's also good. Yeah. Yeah. Super. So for a lower rate. And... Oh, like a shit, like a one and a half points lower. Oh, wow. One and a half percent lower. Wow. So, yeah. Wowie, wow, wow. Saved myself a bunch of money over time. <laughs> uh, and I, of course, have gone on several misadventures with my fucking eyeball. I don't, I don't know what caused the initial problem, but... Apparently I wore part of my eyeball off somehow. I, I had a nasty abrasion to my eyeball right over my cornea. And, um, so it started out, it was a Wednesday. I woke up, rolled out of bed and opened my eyes and immediately realized that my vision, there was really, there was something really <laughs> wrong with my vision and it was bad enough that. I actually had a, a moment of panic and thought, oh my God, I've had a stroke overnight. <laughs> like, like it really, it really, really like, worried I'm me because blind. my vision was so bad and, uh, I didn't have much pain at all. I just saw that my vision was so terrible. I felt like maybe I had not put on my glasses. We talked to the one, you know, about me getting so drunk on my birthday yeah. that I fell and the lens came out of my, out of my glasses mm. or whatever. And I found it on the bed. I thought that perhaps when I, you know, cause I, woke up, put my glasses on and realized that my vision was terrible. Like the first thing I thought was, oh my oh, God, the lens has fallen out. out again, but no, it was still there. And then my next thought was, oh my God, I've, I've suffered a stroke in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so then I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and I'm like raising both of my arms <laughs> but, and I'm moving my face but, around to check for slackness works. on either <laughs> side. And then I tried speaking out loud and I'm like, okay, everything seems to be okay. Like, I guess I didn't have a stroke, uh, but something's really fucky with my eye. And I thought, okay, well maybe I'm just tired or dehydrated or you know, there's some goop in my eye. You know, you wake up in the morning and your yeah. eyesight's a little blurry. It takes a second got, sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're a little bleary eyed, right? You yeah. Know? So I thought, well, maybe my maybe my eyes just need to warm up a little <laughs> bit. But uh, my vision just continually got a little bit worse throughout the day. Uh, Thursday, there was a little bit of pain and my vision hadn't improved. And just in, you know, in playing with my eye, just kind of pushing on my eyelid <laughs> well, and man. touching my eyeball and stuff, I could I could get to where the the vision in my eye was would line up more it's it's weird it's like it's not like your cross eyed a bit or something almost yeah almost it's it's like there's a double it's double vision from one eye which is strange which which also i will say i was disappointed not to see you wearing an eye patch when i showed up today <laughs> i have a couple actually now um but so it was weird so thursday my vision got a little bit worse Friday. It got a little bit worse and there was some pain involved. And that's when I told Tracy about it. I was like, so my vision is really fucking, and I'm not sure what's going on, but if it continues this way, I'm going to call the eye doctor. And then I woke up Saturday and my eyes were really dry, but I, when I woke up Saturday, I opened my eye and it felt like I don't know. It felt like, like I tore, like, like my eyeball was stuck to my eyelid. Oh, like, like, a, like a scab had formed yeah. on the inside and just ripped it off. Yeah, and when I opened my eye, it's like it tore that off and then there was just immense pain. Mm. And so I, you know, 
threw on some pajama pants and a t-shirt and I went to the bathroom and put in some eye drops and I thought, shit. And then it just felt like I had something big and painful in my eye. And I was like, what the fuck? Every time I blinked, it hurt like hell. And I don't know, after maybe 15 minutes of putting in eye drops and checking my eye and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on, went into the bedroom and I'm like, Hey, uh, I need to go to the Instacare. Can you <laughs> come with me? You know, woke Tracy up. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I just, oh gosh. And she, you know, she was dead asleep <laughs> and she's like, well, I got to feed the dogs and I got to put them outside to go to the bathroom. And you know, it's like, we don't know how long we're going to be gone. And she's like, so let me do all of this and then we can go. And I'm like, I'll just go <laughs> because <laughs> it hurts a lot. And I was like, I need to go like now. So I'll just go and you can meet me there or whatever. And she's like, well, wait, but you can't drive. And I'm like, I can close one eye and I'll be fine. I can fucking get myself there. Um, You don't need depth perception when driving. So so I start getting all my clothes on and everything. In the meantime, she contacted Danica. Danica came over and, and took care of the dogs. We just, you know, Tracy got threw on some clothes and we went to Instacare. And got there just as Instacare was opening, just after nine in the morning. And, uh, you know, we walked in there and we were the first people there. So we were the first people in line. So it was just barely after nine that the doctor on call or whoever was working that day, uh, you know, the nurse's aide came out and got us. I went in, they did, you know, first they do your weight and Mm -hmm. blood pressure and all that, did all that, go into the room. The doctor comes in and, and of course I've got my eye closed because having it, it open was painful, hurt. but even just moving it around under my eyelid hurt like hell. I mean, it felt like somebody was actively rubbing sandpaper you on my can't eye. can't not go like, I'm just not going to move my left eye. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. my right can yeah, move I'm, today. I'm only going to move one eye as I'm trying to yeah. look at things around me. Um, so he came in and, you know, right away he's like, okay, well, let me, I'm put in some numbing drops. And so he put, put that in and it's the kind of yellow drops and I guess it like colors stuff on your eyes so they can see wounds more easily. So you put those in and, um, brought out this magnifying glass with a black light on it, turned off the lights and he shown that over my eye and instantly just kind of backed up. He's like, Oh yeah, you have a really bad ulcer on your eye. And I'm like an ulcer on my eye. And he's like, well, specifically over your cornea. And that's why your vision is messed up. Um, he's like, but you need to get this looked at right away. He's I'm going to give you uh, a prescription for these eye drops. And you know, one of them is an antibiotic. One of them is to lubricate. Yeah. And you need to go to an ophthalmologist as soon as you can. Like yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'll do that. And he's like, and it's a really large ulcer on your eye. So we're going to be very aggressive with this. So for the antibiotic drops, you need to put a drop in your eye every 15 minutes for the first two hours. And then for the next two hours after that, it's got to be every half hour. And then after that, I want you to do it every hour for the next 24 hours or until you can get in to see an ophthalmologist. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) well, I I can't really sleep. That means I can't really sleep or I can try to sleep, but I decided an alarm, you know, yeah. so I'm doing that every 15 minutes, putting the drops in, then every, every half hour doing it. And then every hour. And then I set an alarm for myself and just camped out on the couch downstairs and set an alarm for every hour that I was putting in new drops and tried to sleep in between and spent a really restless 
sleepless, shitty night on the couch doing that. Um, got up the next morning and contacted my eye doctor and they didn't have an appointment until Tuesday. (laughs) Be like, fuck you doctor. I need to come in now. So I scheduled that and then I contacted work and said, you know, I'm not coming in because I, this, and I sent them a picture of my eye and I'm like, this is what's going on. I don't know when it's going to be better. I know that I'm not going to be able to work Monday because I won't have had any sleep and I need to try to get into the ophthalmologist. And you can't look at a computer screen. Yeah. And then I don't know when I'm going to be able to get in and I don't know how long this is going to take. So I'm telling you now, I won't be in on Tuesday either. Wednesday, I will try to be in, but I'll keep you updated to let you know what's going on. So, uh, you know, contacted my mom to let her know what was going on, posted on Facebook about it. And then my mom recommended a couple different places. My stepdad actually recommended Moran Eye Center here, which is like okay. a research facility, as well as they do LASIK stuff. And yeah. it's just a like they specialize in, in eye eyes. Care. And so I scheduled an appointment with them, was able to get an appointment with them Monday afternoon um, at like 3.30 or something. And went in there and... You know, of course, everybody's curious because it's the the eye ulcer, the corneal ulcers are pretty rare. So if you have one, they all want to see it. Yeah. So I had had three different people come in and look at my eye um, as well as like the the nurse and everything. And they all agreed that, no, it's not a corneal ulcer. I somehow have a large, deep abrasion on my eye that will eventually heal, but it's going to be pretty painful in the meantime, here's what we can do. And the doctor's like, so I want you to stop with the, with the eye drops. You know, you don't need to worry about that. You do need to use lubricating eye drops. Um, and I explained how it all kind of came about. Um, and he said, okay, well, you know, you, we need to do something about your dry eyes and we'll put this contact lens on as kind of a bandage. Um, and I, I like, I didn't know this, but apparently there are contacts that you can wear for extended periods of time hmm. that you don't yeah, have to take like out of your take eye. take out when you go to sleep or else you get weird eye Yeah. I mean, I, I knew there, on. there were the kind of contact lenses that you could wear overnight and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, I had this contact in my eye for almost a week. And initially he said that I should have it in for about two weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I take it in and out? And he's like, no, just no, leave it alone. Just <laughs> Just don't, don't do anything. Just leave it in there. So he put it in and I couldn't feel it, but instantly the pain almost went entirely away because it like just, no more, it no more air yeah. hitting it. And... Yeah. So the pain went away and the pain was initially what clued me into that. I actually have to go into the doctor yeah. because I've got a pretty high pain threshold. Um, but it was after trying to do whatever with my eye and it wasn't helping and then I broke out into a cold sweat and that's when I went in and woke up Tracy. I'm like, I got to go Yeah, <laughs> because I, the, I have only broken out into a cold sweat a couple different times. And the last time was when I had a, a large kidney stone and it's just because the pain was so unimaginable that my body was like, I don't know what's going on. We need to purge everything, everything (laughs) off the boat, everybody out. We're getting rid of everything. Uh. And yeah, so I just broke out into a cold sweat and Tracy didn't realize that it even happened until we were at the doctor. 
and I handed my jacket over to her and it was a little damp. And then she patted me on the back and I was just soaking wet. Uh, and she's like, are you okay? You're sweating a lot. And I'm like, well, it's a cold sweat because yeah, I'm I was in just pain. in a lot of pain. And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. And I'm like, yeah, it, for me, it, that's, <laughs> that's what lets me know that's, that I'm in a lot of pain uh, and I need to get it taken care of. So yeah, they put the contact on. I wore that until Friday. So two days ago, I went into the center again and they took the contact off and said that it's healing up pretty well. Um, said that I need to continue using just moisturizing drops and that I should get some ointment to put on my eyes overnight so that they don't dry out. Yeah. And so I got some of that today. My vision is still a bit blurry, but it's much better and there's Not painful. little to no pain now. So yeah, on the road to getting better, Yay. which is good. Cause it was, it was kind of scary. I was, yeah. I was a little concerned that I may lose the eyesight in my eye and that would have been really terrible. But what if it improved your golf game? <laughs> I don't think it would have because it like totally fucked up my depth perception. Yeah, but I'm just being cut. Like <laughs> it might be counterintuitive, but what if it did? <laughs> Then that would take it the fuck out. Yeah. Then you'd have professional golfers all over <laughs> wanting to remove an eye or well, wear I mean, an eye it, patch or something. Huh? It, it might, the results that you get might not be the same as Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods could lose an eye and be shit. You could lose an eye and be like, I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> no, it was kind of weird. Like you don't realize how much a uh, sense of depth perception matters until you don't have one anymore. And I was just like, I'd go to reach for something and knock it over. Or I'd bump into a wall or yeah, just little things where you just, I couldn't judge things nearly as well. Um, but yeah, it seems to be on the mend and things are getting better. Uh, but yeah, my eyes are really dry now. I don't, I think it must just be an aging thing where I'm getting older and your body chemistry starts That's... to change and things break down. And my, apparently I have just super dry eyes now and need to take care of that. So I've got ointment that I need to put on my eyes. It's like this thick gel yeah. stuff so we, they don't dry out. We had to do that with Oz a few years ago when he had like really goopy, like, like pussy, like ejections coming out of his eye. Like mm. you, know, you got normal goopy eyes for dogs, but his are like, what's well, extra goopy. Yeah. He had like a eye infection. Yeah. So yeah, we had to try to rub fucking ointment into his eyes. Like, yeah, you ain't liking that. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is like a, like a thick, thick-ish yeah, gel kind of stuff. That was, like it still comes out in like a neosporin type in, gel. Yeah, this is it. Isn't quite the consistency of neosporin, but it is a lot thicker than like a liquid eye drop. Yeah, but it's I should put it on and then go to bed because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to see very well with it in there for a while. We have other stuff to talk about besides my eyes and that kind of thing, so we'll do that in just a minute. Okay. Hey gang, this is Jack Materko from For Infernal Use Only and the Naked Diner Podcast, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Hi. All right, so uh, yes, this building is a yeshiva, but have you ever noticed that there is an inscription over the door that is incredibly highly creepy? Mm. What does it mean? Don't you know? You're Jewishy. Oh, not by choice. Hey, come on. Religion is dumb as fuck, all right? It's racist, it's sexist, there's no money in it anymore. Who needs it? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So I said we have other things to talk about besides my eye, and we do. 
But there's one thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about that, and it was the it was the best part of the whole thing. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, when we went into the doctor the first time, um, when we went to the Moran Eye Center. Yeah. Uh, so not the first time, but the first time we were at the Eye Center. Tracy does this thing where when she gets nervous and has to talk about anything, she usually ends up saying something wildly inappropriate oh. or, or just like she's, she just starts talking. I was, and I was not hoping really, you'd say she farts. <laughs> and not really thinking about what she's saying or why. And it's just kind of, I don't know. She, she tries to fill silence with, with sound and sometimes says things that would be best not shared or said. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there and, you know, we're trying to figure out, we're talking to the doctor and, you know, we're telling them that the old, well, the first doctor that we saw at the Instacare said that it was this corneal ulcer mm -hmm. and, you know, we can't figure out how that would have happened, you know, where, where it would have come from. Um, except that the only thing we could think of is that I was playing with Lily, our, our, one of our dogs earlier in the day. And you're earlier in the week and I'm playing with her and she just kind of jumped up and licked me, like licked like, my eyeball. She's an aggressive licker. Yeah. She, she, she licks a lot and she licked my open eyeball before, like it just caught me off guard and like licked my eyeball. And that was prior to the Wednesday when all of this happened. And I'm like, so that's like the only thing I can think of that would have caused this. And this is before they determined that it wasn't the corneal ulcer. And so I'm sitting there and I, and I tell the doctor all of this and I say, yeah, so the, like the only thing I can think of that would have gotten, you know, some kind of bacteria in my eye that would have caused this is my dog licking me in the eye. <laughs> and Tracy chimes in with, and she's a known poop eater. <laughs> we have to, <laughs> we have to follow her around the yard and make sure that she doesn't oh, eat poop. Uh, so, you know, maybe she had eaten poop and then licked him in the eye. and got poop in his eye. So, so they put that. In my, oh, in my chart. Like, dog this is, poop and I. Yeah, this is, this is the, when the, <laughs> the oh. assistant or whatever, the, the nursing assistant is just in there, you know, asking you all of the questions that she's putting into the chart for yeah. the doctor to come in and, and review everything. So she types all that up and then the doctor comes in and he's looking at it and he's like, so it looks like you're not sure what caused this and you went and seen the Instacare. Okay. And, and what's it? So. You, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, you have a, you have a dog who is a known poop eater, huh? So yeah, apparently that's just part of my permanent medical record now is that I have a dog who is a known, known poop, poop eater. eater. <laughs> All of the doctors thought that was pretty funny. So. I mean, if you got to laugh at something. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's now part of my official medical record that I have a dog who's a known poop eater. Oh. Speaking of known poop eaters. Oh, <laughs> good segue. We have to talk about Mike Bloomberg and some politics for a little while. Politics in general, but I am so fucking disgusted at the idea of Mike Bloomberg gaining in the polls. And it's not because he's done anything noteworthy other than spend almost oh. half a billion dollars yeah. buying ads and airtime and making donations to people in order to get their endorsement. He's trying to buy himself yeah. the presidency. And he's and that's got the money. fucking sickening to me. It's so fucking sickening to me. What's sickening is that he's doing that and then the, so many fucking people are falling for it. And, and 
the thought of how much good he could be doing with $500 million donated to other charities like or to other campaigns. Like if his focus is making sure that Donald Trump is no longer president, how much could he help one of the other leading candidates who he agrees with on most of everything by donating 500 fucking million dollars yeah. to their campaign? Well, he can. Well, right. He, <laughs> well, I mean, he could do a super PAC. Yeah. And, and yeah. spend money that way. There are tons of ways that he could do it, but instead it's because he wants to be president because apparently he thinks he's the only person qualified to, to actually beat Donald Trump and to, and to do the things that we need to do. And, and it's just fucking sickening to me. And that was the mindset of the person we have in there right now. Yeah. yeah. And the only one and the only one who can fix it. Granted, I've, i Pretty certain Bloomberg is a more intelligent person than Trump. Oh, for sure. But I can't tell you how disappointed I am that he's creeping up in the polls. He's not participated in any debate at all. No. He he hasn't done fucking anything. And he's one of the top contenders now without even appearing in any of the debates or anything. And it's all because he's buying ads and paying people for endorsements. And that's fucking gross because he is blasting the fucking airwaves. Yeah. That's so fucking disgusting and sickening to me. I, I mean, just think about when I last checked, he had spent almost $400 million, $400 million on ads. Uh, And probably of his own fucking money. Oh yeah, it is all of his yeah. own money. He, yeah, the, I think the last estimate I saw, he was worth somewhere like sixty billion dollars, little little north of sixty billion dollars. Yeah. So he has a ton of money to spare, and of course, it's his to do with as what he, he wa- pleases. Yeah. But I just it it makes my stomach churn thinking about all of the good that could be done with five hundred million dollars instead of just trying to buy yourself the presidency. It, well, it's just so fucking gross. When you're rich, you can literally buy anything. <laughs> I know. That's what's so fucking gross about it. Like <laughs> he didn't make all of that money all by himself. There no. were, you know, there was a structure put in place by other people that allowed him to do this. Well, maybe he was like, you know what, this year I'm getting like, I'm paying 500,000 or $500 million less now in taxes because Trump fucking boosted this shit up. So I'll just use that to fucking run for office. <laughs> but even then he should be donating to other people's campaigns because he is not somebody that I think most Democrats would vote for. I, and he's got a bad pass. Yeah. And I don't imagine that he'll actually win the nomination, which makes it even more disgusting that he's just pissing away $500 million on a failed enterprise because he's so fucking vain and such an, an egotistical fucking prick that thinks that he can just buy his way in and do whatever the fuck he wants. It's fucking disgusting to me. Yeah. But I will say I am surprised at how well Buddha judge is doing. I am surprised also. He's a very well-spoken empty suit. Yeah. I would, I, I saying empty suit cause he really has no personality behind him or. Well, it's like he, he's an opportunistic person. He doesn't have any firm. He doesn't seem to have any firm convictions other than. I'm a Democrat and I'm a Christian, so you should vote for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and just lying about things and he says a lot of things that sound very flowery and positive, but when you break it down, he's not really saying fucking anything at all. He talks and talks and talks without saying anything. He is 
he is just an empty suit. Like he sounds reasonable, but when you stop and examine the things that he is saying, that's, it's all flowery bullshit. He's learned how to use the cadence of speak. Yeah. To speak at a certain cadence to where the things you're saying, people want to hear what you're saying. Yeah. He's a great orator, but you're not saying anything at all, but you're giving people an emotion through the words coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. The sound from my mouth hole is making people think a certain way and project onto me what they, They, they're all their hopes and desires because I am someone who can speak very well and sound important and make you think that what I'm saying is, is very, very important. And I alone have the gravitas and knowledge to fix things that they're, that are going wrong. I mean, Obama also used that cadence speak very well. So like people like Kennedy, a lot of people, I mean, that cadence speak does go a long way, but Sometimes you can, I actually watched a, a study where they did it, where they're like, okay, what did the person say? They're like, I know, I, well, I, I, I found I agreed with it. But what did they say? Well, but what did they say? And they're like, well. What were their views on this topic or on this topic but they or couldn't, this issue? What would this policy be from they, this person? Yeah, they couldn't say what was actually going on, but they're like, I felt inspired. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is one of the people they were using, they were doing it in German, but it was Hitler. Someone oh, yeah. rereading stuff in different languages. And like, it sounded inspiring. Like, yeah, that was someone else reading one of Hitler's speeches and you felt inspired by it mm-hmm. because of the cadence at which they're speaking at Yeah, was driving that emotion in your brain. Well, it's almost that preacher speak, right? The, yeah. It's, yeah they, they do the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's just the way that they speak carries a lot of emotion and confidence and leads people to go along with what they're saying yeah. without Knowing really stopping saying. to think of what they're actually saying. Yeah. That was, uh, did you ever watch the magician, uh, Darren Brown? Darren Brown. He's, he's is it Darren or Darren? Cause he puts two R's in there. Darren. Oh, I would say Darren because he puts two fucking R's in his name <laughs> and two E's. He spells it fucking weird. Yeah. Darren. Uh, but he did the one with the preacher. Where he made a fake preacher, a fake televangelist preacher, and he brought him to the U.S. and he was selling the guy to people. And he, that was part of his training with him, was teaching him to speak in that cadence. How to speak, yeah. Where people will believe whatever the fuck you say. Yeah. And people believed it. And he got to the point where he's like, I don't know if I want to keep going with this. He's like, I feel bad. Like, people are believing and thinking I'm this awesome dude. He goes, I'm, this is all made up. He's like, yeah, that's what we're trying to show people, that all of this is fucking made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have been a few different things that I've seen like that. Uh, there was there was one where a person was pretending to be a psychic mm-hmm. and was just doing like a cold, cold reading read. on yeah. people and doing background investigations, like having people look up this person's Facebook account and their Instagram, like all of their social media stuff and feeding him that information yep. while they're sitting there. And even after... You know, so he tells these people all about themselves and whatever, yeah. like, like he's a psychic. And of course these people have these emotional reactions to this and they think this is, wow, this guy's totally legit. And even after they explained to these people, a lot oh, of yeah. them exactly how it happened and that he's not a psychic and this is where we got this information. To they make still you hold think on this, to that emotion. They still think, oh no, there's still something there. Yeah. He's, he's got a gift. He may not you know, recognize it, but he's definitely got a gift. And it's like, no, I don't. No, I'm telling you, this has all fake. been a fucking scam and you still are falling. For yeah. It. That's nuts. Like people have to justify to themselves why they think and do certain things. And, and I, th- 
And those people vote. You'd, well, and you'd <laughs> like to think that upon further, on thinking about it more, that they would realize, okay, yeah, I was wrong. And, and that is, you know, that it's just in the heat of the moment. They're like, well, no, that's got to be. I mean, how else can you explain it? That they Whoa. just haven't had time to process it and think about it, but I don't know. It's It'd be probably also because we don't really teach critical thinking in yeah. school. Yeah. Until you get to like a college level. Yeah. And that is a very big problem that so, people just don't know how to evaluate evidence and critically think about it and be like, does this seem logical? Does this seem like, uh, they're telling the truth now or were they telling the truth before? Yeah. Like, no. You told me you're fucking with me now. I know you're fucking with me. Yeah. Well, and then it, there's, then there's just a lot of problem with people who don't understand things initially <laughs> anyway. Like, <laughs> like who would just naturally go to a psychic? Well, like the whole Iowa caucus yeah. debacle that we just lived through, right? That whole fucking mess was because of the local democratic party there who decided to use this app to count votes and whatever. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you know, there are a lot of mitigating factors there or a lot of contributing fact factors, like the fact that we're doing caucuses anywhere, like that's just stupid. They're antiquated and dumb and we should get away from caucuses. Yeah. Like just do a vote or get the fuck out. Like yeah. how many people can you <laughs> fill in this room? Okay. Now we got this much. Okay. Who wants to change sides? Yeah. Well, and no, and for some vote. people I get that some people think, well, it's kind of fun. And you know, you, you're actually communicating with people while you're there and, and you know, you're, you're, you know, basing your opinion on other people and you're, but you shouldn't be basing your communicating opinion on back other people. and forth. And you know, you're trying to convince people and they're trying to convince you and it's a nice, you know, social atmosphere and blah, blah, blah. For some people, that's fun. For some people, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. For some people who are, who just fucking hate confrontation, they never, ever want to participate in anything like that. So for some people, they like it. Other people, they don't. But with a vote, it just doesn't matter. Like yeah. if you just do a vote, then you don't have to worry about alienating people from ever showing up again. Really? I mean, it would be much more difficult to alienate them yeah. from just placing a vote versus going and having to caucus and be confrontational or, or be in this confrontational environment where people are trying to sway them one way or another. And I'm really glad we get to vote by mail in my primary now too. Oh yeah. Last primary, it wasn't vote by mail. Yeah. And I swear I stood in line for fucking four hours. Oh, yeah. I got there an hour early. Yeah. Well, in 2016, um, Tracy and I went and stood in line to caucus for Bernie here in Utah. Yeah. And I mean that, yeah, the line was clear down the road yeah. and in the snow and cold. And I think it took us two and a half, three hours to get in and vote and everything. Um, didn't need to worry about that at all. This I know year with the, I got, I got my ballot the other day. Yeah. With the mail-in ballot. But so there was that whole deal with Iowa because of the caucus and people instantly leapt to, oh, the DNC, it's, they're all just out to get Bernie again. And it's like the DNC didn't have anything to do no, with this. It's the, a state caucus. Yeah. But because people don't really know what the fuck is going on or how things work, they've got some history of what has happened before. And so now they're concerned that, you know, the Democratic National Com Committee may be trying to sway things away from Bernie to somebody else. And it's like, and then they just start uncritically saying shit and, and creating conspiracy theories and going on and on. And it's like, 
you look like a fool. <laughs> you, you people, people who are doing this, other people are watching you going, what the fuck are you doing? Because you look like a conspiracy theorist nutter right now. Well, this isn't on the conspiracy theory side, but did you hear what, uh, Trump supporters were doing? Oh yeah. Blocking people from calling in to the helpline. Yeah. Like that didn't help the situation at all. It's like they yeah. leaked the helpline number and they just kept fucking calling it over and over again to fill up the phone line. So they couldn't fucking get help with their app. Yeah. Trolling, trolling the caucus so that they couldn't yeah. get the results in. But yeah, it's, it's things like that where it's like, I don't know. And, and I, I can't tell you how many people I tried to engage online to just calm them down. Like calm your tits a little bit about this because you know, this isn't the, the DNC. The yeah. DNC wasn't in charge of this. And then when the DNC got, did get involved and say, oh, well, no, we're, we're offering to help and we want to do this. Oh, then of course everybody really flipped their shit. Like, oh, well now they're really inserting themselves and they're just going to throw all of this away from Bernie. They're going to, you know, they're trying to steal this away from Bernie. Come on people. Especially at a caucus. Like that's the worst place that you yeah. would ever try to do any bit of fraud because you have people there. They're collecting paper ballots. You have people taking video and phone, like it's being watched It's all way out in the open. Everybody yeah. there knows what's going on. So to try to say that they're going to mess with caucus results is just, it's, it's on a, another level of conspiratorial thinking that is so damaging and makes you sound like a fucking loon. And then Bernie got the most amount of votes at that caucus. Yeah. He didn't get the most amount of, uh, uh, delegates, delegates because of yeah. they, 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 they do by the district. way they're apportioned. Yeah. 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 But, and so, I mean, it's looking more likely that Bernie is going to be the nominee and I'm, I mean, there's still a lot of States to go. Yeah. Um, I know you're a Warren fan. I, she is, I thought she, I thought it would be her and Bernie at the top. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see Buddha judge being this high up. And I didn't see Biden being as low as he fucking is. I didn't see Klobuchar doing as well as she's doing either. Yeah. Her last debate performance, I think, propelled her forward. And then doing well in Iowa, you know, helped her out. Doing well in New Hampshire helped her out. Well, then. So I think it's on the power of their debate performances and their showings in those early states that have helped both Klobuchar and uh, Buttigieg. But. And I don't, I don't think Biden helped himself out at all in New Hampshire where he got on a fucking plane and, and went to South Carolina <laughs> before people even started casting votes. Yeah. And he's I like, think that's I lost this state. I'm gone. Bye. Yeah. I'm not going to win. See yeah. you later. And he's just had a shitty turnout. And a lot of that is because. I think he doesn't have as much support as people initially thought he yeah. would. And it's because he's had really terrible debate performances. He's terrible at public speaking. He's, he's really, really gaff prone. And everybody knew that about him going into this, which is why he hasn't had many public appearances yeah. and, and hasn't done many town halls and hasn't been out on the political stump as much as a lot of the other candidates because he fucks up all the goddamn time. And so his handlers are trying to weigh out, okay, how much, you know, if we put him in the public too much, he's going to say something fucking yeah. harmful to the campaign. If we don't, then it looks like he's mm -hmm. hiding. So they're trying to manage that and walk a tightrope there with a candidate who ultimately is not a viable candidate in the long run. He's, he had, or has great name recognition, has a history yeah. of, of, you know, being... Uh, Vice a major, president. yeah, of, of being a major, uh, democratic contributor 
in the political landscape, mm-hmm. but I think his time has passed and, and it's sunset time for Uncle Joe. Now, what about the thought of, well, not thought, how Trump is trying to get his people to be like, hey, if you can vote in a primary, go vote for uh, for uh, Bernie Sanders because he's the, the worst one out there and he's the one I'm going to whoop his ass on and stuff. <laughs> I think... I think so. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to when I said, you know, and it's looking like Bernie is going to be the nominee and I'm, and I'm of two minds there because I like Bernie. I do. I think a lot of his policies are great and align with what I think and feel, but I think he's also very polarizing and he scares the shit out of a lot of people. Agreed. um, Including some on the left because they don't, they don't want to go that far. Yeah, they they don't quite understand the difference between social democracy and socialism and communism. Yeah, where where they're just ignorant of a lot of things, and I think that's going to be something that he. I mean, it's it's been you know four years now yeah. since he initially started running for president, and that's still a hurdle that he's yet to to overcome, and yeah. so it terrifies me that he may become the nominee and, and turn a bunch of people off from voting, uh, from, from going out to vote at all. And then that it will sh- make a lot more people on the right come out and vote, uh, against Bernie, you know, that they'll want, they won't be even necessarily voting for Trump. They'll be voting against, against Bernie him. Sanders and that's going to affect people down yeah. ticket as well. You but know, I, it's, I, I, So it, it reduces our chances of taking over the Senate. It reduces, um, our chances of winning the presidency. It's just, it's terrifying for me that he may be the nominee and maybe that fear is overblown, but I guess we'll see. This is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. How did you die? I got a cut on my hand. The year was 2491 BC, so that's pretty much all it took. You got a cut... Or you drank water that wasn't hot enough, and then boom, dead. I would have killed for a vaccine, any vaccine. It's crazy that you guys just don't like them now. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! But I have also heard people on the right be like, no, I, I I did vote for Trump, but I would vote for Bernie because they like Bernie's stance on the environment and stuff. Because even though people on the far right conservative side of it are like, oh, no, we need to drill and do all this. And then they're like, oh, wait, you're dumping into the stream to like to go fishing in. Yeah. Oh, you're going to rip up the places I go hunting. Well, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So they they get into the environmental side in a different way. It's just got to affect them more than it's like, Yeah, it's got to affect them personally. Personally, (laughs) versus being like, no, I just want everyone to have clean water. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you fish in it or if nobody steps foot in that water. I don't want you dumping fucking chemicals in it. Mm -hmm. They're more like, oh, wait, that's my fishing stream and you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, that's where I go. That affects me now personally. So, yeah, that's bad. So it's I think it's a lack of empathy. I think I think people on the right in general just have a much lower sense of empathy. Yeah, but I mean, right now you got where Trump is trying to roll back a lot of the EPA regulations allowing the mines to continue to go back to 
dumping in open waterways and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get people on the right. They're like, whoa, whoa, I'm about conserving the environment for hunting and fishing. And that's going to fuck up hunting and fishing and fuck up the wildlife that I like to kill. Mm-hmm. And then they get into it and be like, no, Bernie will protect that. Mm-hmm. And he also wants to keep low taxes for me, even though if they do math, they can figure out, yes, he is going to save you fucking money. And so aside from the socialist bit that I think is going to be a, a pretty high hurdle for him to overcome, yeah. there there is the Medicare for all you know, socialized healthcare thing that is going to be hard for him to get over because there's people on the left that, again, it's an Fight ignorance thing where they just, they don't fucking yeah. know what he's talking about and they're falling for all of the fear tactics that are yeah. being deployed from people on the right. Like I just saw one on Facebook the other day that someone from the uh, right-leaning friend had posted being like, hey, Bernie's going to raise your taxes for the middle class. He's even said it. It's like, yes. Bernie is going to raise taxes for the middle class to help pay for this. But guess what? You're not fucking paying for anymore. Outrageous fucking healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. I would rather pay an extra $300 a month for cover my fucking healthcare than have to pay $500 a fucking paycheck for premiums. Mm-hmm. See, you save money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a website. I'll have to... I'll put it in the show notes uh, for this episode, but there's a website where you can go and enter in what you pay now. Your, versus... Yeah. Your, your current salary and what you pay for your healthcare now, just you alone, not what your employer may contribute or anything, but what you contribute and your salary. And it goes through and using the IRS's tax yeah. tables and Bernie's proposals will show you, okay, this is your net take home now. And under Bernie's plan with the increase in taxes, but not having to pay, pay for medical yep. care, this is what you would be paying. And, and it will show you a gain or loss in your take home pay basically. Annually. And I your already disposable income. Yeah. And I already pay into Medicaid in my taxes. So that would probably go away too. Like uh, everybody's on the same thing now. So you don't have to pay a Medicaid tax mm-hmm. that I don't get to use. Well, and according to, so when I went and used that website, it was. I want to say that it said that my disposable income would go up by almost $9,000 per oh, year. Oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Like my taxes went up. It it changed my uh, bottom line tax rate from I think like 14 or 16% to like 20 or 21%. Yeah. But it still increased my disposable income by almost a thousand or $9,000. Yeah. Which is a plus. Oh yeah, for sure. And so <laughs> and it's, just, it's just kind of scary times. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of scary times that we're living in. Where And then you got Trump who is going to fucking strip social security and Medicare and Medicaid and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's one of those things where I hate people say, well, they're just people just take. Be like, no motherfucker. I've been paying into social security and Medicaid since I was 15 years old. I hope that when I get to that age, I can now use that system I've been paying into and paying for my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not getting something for free. I had to work my entire life to putting into that, and now I get to take a percentage out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just people, I, I think Republicans are winning. They're winning the, the war, yeah, they're they're winning the war. They're winning the long game here because they have eroded confidence in our institutions. They've dumbed down our populace. They've 
been inserting Jesus every fucking place that they can find an orifice to fit him in. It's they're they're winning the long game, and it's because I think Democrats and people on the left have assumed for way too long that you know that they're not bad people and they're not really seeking to do harm to everybody else, but they are because they're just greedy fucks who are in it for themselves. Like I said, they lack empathy. They don't care about what happens to other people. Yeah. It's, it's not their problem. It's those other people's problem. And it doesn't matter that, you know, oh, well, sure. I'm a Republican and I've contributed to making it this other person's problem because it's still not my problem. It's that other person's problem and they should just fucking fix it themselves, pull themselves up by their bootstrap. You know, it doesn't matter that I've come along and cut the fucking bootstraps off of their boots and they can't fucking do it anymore. Yep. They still need to go fix their shit until it affects me. I don't give a fuck about it. It's sickening. It makes me fucking sick that people are like that. And if you're a federal employee, you should not be liking Trump right now either. Yeah. Not only is he taking away our pay increase that's supposed to be coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's being taken away. He he really wants to dig into our fucking uh, retirements. Oh yeah. Oh he yeah. Wants to they want to get fucking, rid of. They want to get rid like, of. Yeah. Oh, you get to work for the federal system your whole life, and then yeah, we're not going to give you retirement that you were guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. You no longer get a pension. We're just going to do away with the pension because we're also contributing to your four hundred one k, and you're contributing. Why do you need a pension too? And um, because that's why what, I kept this, this fucking job, job my entire that's life. That's why I stayed in the federal service because they have a good pension. Yeah. Yeah. I could have made a lot more had yeah. I gone and worked in a civilian job, but I chose to stay in this position because I'm helping. It's, it's a, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing a, a public service in a way. Uh, it's my contribution to our government and institutions. And then also that, yes, I may not be getting paid as much as I could in the private sector, but when I retire, I'm going to have an actual pension. Yeah. Yeah. I could have made twice as much money in the contract world, but I chose, I made that decision. Like, Oh, do I want to go contract or do I want to take a federal job? They're offering me right now. Mm. Like long run federal jobs should be more secure. Well, Trump is fucking that up. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, I mean, there was this article that just came out uh, this week on Monday from CNN that says Trump cites serious economic conditions in proposing 1% pay raise for federal employees. And, you know, for for the president who routinely says and is running as the major plank in his platform for re-election Best that our economy. economy is doing so well – that unemployment is really low, that wages are going up, that our economy is the strongest ever, best economy ever. But then he says that he wants to limit yeah. the pay increase for federal employees the, to only 1% versus 2.5 because of serious economic conditions. The, probably over a million federal employees in this fucking country. Yeah. Is our economy the best ever or is it not? Because if it's the best ever, then we should absolutely be able to fucking pay for an increase for our federal employee workforce, right? Is, and which, if it's not, then stop fucking saying that it is. Because our pay has been pretty fucking stagnant. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it was like, as soon as I started (laughs) with the federal government, Obama started freezing pay raises. They stopped hiring people. Then there was the austerity measures that came into place. It was like, Oh, this is a really terrible time to join the uh, federal workforce. Yeah. But this article from the uh, CNN says, Washington president Donald Trump on Monday justified a smaller than anticipated proposed pay raise. 
for civilian federal workers by citing, quote, national emergency or serious economic conditions. Despite his frequent statements that the nation's economy is booming, Trump proposed that pay raises for civilian federal workers be limited to 1% in 2021 in a bid to maintain efforts to put our nation on a fiscally sustainable course. He described a pay increase above 1% as inappropriate. But, but the, what the, what is he at? I think they, they, they keep a running tally and I think he was at like $380 million he spent golfing so far. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what is it like? It was like 400 years of presidential yeah. salary that like, he's wasted. That would probably pay golf. for yeah. every federal employee on my base to be paid for. To have that increase. Yeah. To, well, just to, just to pay them for a, a few oh, yeah. years. Yeah. There's not, we don't, we're, we're a small base. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it, I just, I don't know, man. I'm growing more and more concerned. It, it, I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit. Like, <laughs> is the world really as awful as it seems now? Because maybe I've had rose colored glasses on for way too long. Maybe I've been too much of an optimist. Maybe I've had too much faith in humanity overall that I didn't figure that we could ever sink as low as we are right now. And there seems to be no bottom. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard for a long time in the federal service, we need to do more with less. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting to be, we need to do our job with nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You all should just basically be happy to be here slaving away. Yeah. Be happy to have a job when we're not going to pay you for everything. Yeah. The, you know, the president could just cancel all of this. He could just yeah. stop the whole thing. He might just launch nuclear weapons tomorrow. We don't know. Just be thankful he didn't do it today. Hmm. Uh, he's driving us towards communism. Sooner or later, he's going to be like, okay, you're a federal employee. Here's your housing. Um, <laughs> there's a line you get in for food. Uh, you're not getting a paycheck. It's so fucky, dude. Like, at work now as it is. I work from home most of the time, right? So they don't have to pay for a space for me. They don't have to buy furniture. They don't have to pay for a phone line. They don't have to rent space. All of that. And then because I work from home, I also use my mobile phone for most everything. And I use my internet. So they don't have to pay for internet. Mm -hmm. They don't have to pay for water. They don't have to pay for my phone bill. They don't have to pay electricity, rent, furniture, all of that. And they're still cutting our pay more and more. We have to buy our own water. Yeah. You have to buy your own water? Yeah. Like to put out fires? No, like to drink. Oh, yeah? There's no water from the tap there? Oh, you don't drink that water. Oh, right. Because it's... Because it's... Contaminated. (laughs) Yeah. The... the, (laughs) All of the land out there is kind of... uh, Fucked. Kind of fucked because of prior military stuff going and, on out and there. we can't they said there's no justification in funding for us to pay for water for you to drink so bring your own <laughs> well because like if i die that would not be good for anybody yeah. out here right like that wouldn't be terrific uh, it's just like i say I, I worry sometimes that maybe i've just been way too naive and had way too much faith in humanity because everywhere i go that's being eroded yeah everywhere i go i'm getting indications that yes dan you have lived 46 years of your life 
having way too rosy an outlook in, in the, on on how in, in people will treat other people. And it makes me sad. Makes I think that is I think that's a big contributor to why I've been a little blue lately is just the world is a lot shittier than I ever thought it was. We need to get people to vote with empathy. Yeah. Yes, please do that, everybody. Do think, that. think about the person who's who's having the worst troubles in their life and things they rely on that might come from the government. And if those get, get taken away, how much their life is going to be completely fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're out of time basically now. What? So, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, we've gone on and on and on. Uh, there were, uh, there were some other things we would, we wanted to talk about. Can we just talk about the porn one? Okay. Let's just, t- I mean, come on, this is funny. We'll, we, we, we gave him a downer with how shitty our political system is right now <laughs> and how fucked up Trump is. Let's, let's lift him up with a little porn. Okay. We'll do the, we'll do the porn thing really quickly. What, what do you want to say about the porn thing? It's fucking, this is why people make fun of fucking Utah. <laughs> When people uh-huh. look at Utah and go, oh, they're at a funny state, this is fucking why. Uh-huh. Where they justify, because you get labels on things saying, according to the state of California, this might cause cancer. We can now force you to put a label on this being like, hey, warning, titties inside. <laughs> hey, warning, titties inside. Like the way the guy talked about it in that video earlier, it's like, he's like, we just want people to know. That there's pornographic material in there. It's like, have you ever opened a magazine and found accidental porn? (laughs) No. The person who is buying that knows there's pornographic material in it. They bought it for that exact reason. Dude, well, and I was just going to say, it depends on (laughs) how you want to classify what is porn and what is not porn. But here in Utah, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you were living here at the time, but years and years ago, there was this big row and i think they even put up billboards and it may not have i think maybe the billboards are even a more recent thing about needing to hide cosmopolitan to put the cosmo magazine behind 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 the counter and under cover because it was pornographic i think i remember a little bit about that i also remember probably about seven eight years ago in bountiful where the parents were trying to sue a lingerie shop because of the lingerie fucking mannequins in the window. <laughs> Our son can see entirely too much plastic. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how dare he see? They're just showing underwear everywhere. <laughs> that plastic mannequins undergarments are just out for everybody to yeah. gawk at. And as much as people in this state are fucking so much holier than thou, you go to the fucking beach and like... Plastic surgery is a big thing in this state, mm-hmm. and they like to show that off while they're out swimming. Uh-huh. It's like, you you have a problem with a mannequin wearing lingerie. You have a problem with people viewing and buying pornography, but it's they're at the fucking beach. Yeah. So what, so what is the law that they want to do here in Utah? Basically, uh, scroll down a little bit. Okay. So they have to put a label, a warning fucking label on pornography now that basically says it's exposing minors pornography is known to the state of Utah to cause negative impacts to brain development, emotional development, and the ability to maintain intimate relationships. Such such exposure may lead to harmful and addictive sexual behavior, low self-esteem, and the improper 
objectification of and sexual violence towards others, among numerous other harms. <laughs> Citation needed, please. There is none. <laughs> so, and it was like a uh, yeah, $2,500 fine per infraction from the distributors. So they basically are telling all the fucking pornographic distributors, be like, no, you need to uh, put a, a warning label on this. And uh, if you don't, every time someone views that, we're going to fine you $2,500 with zero justification. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to back it up at all. No. But I love how they had to, known to the state of Utah, and I had done some research on why things saying, say, known to the state of California to cause cancer. And that was because there was a fucking lawsuit in the 70s where it was the state of California versus, I can't remember who the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. So it's from that lawsuit. State of California was the one that won that lawsuit. So according to that lawsuit where the state of California won, it's not just that only in California does this fucking cause cancer. California found out it causes cancer. It's from a lawsuit. Mm. So. According, known to the state of California is basically like saying, known to this lawsuit that was won, this causes cancer. (laughs) Ah, people, people. So, yeah. But I just loved how the guy made it seem like, he goes, we just want people to know before they open something that it's going to have porn (laughs) in it. Like, if they've typed pornhub.com into their browser... And, and aren't expecting to see, see porn, porn. Then, then that's a real problem. Yeah. It could be a real <laughs> shocker to you that, oh shoot, that's porn. I'm going to go kill a woman now. Oh boy. Yeah. People. Well, and this comes from the same people. So they're trying to compel speech, right? Yeah. So it comes from the same set of people who get upset about compelled speech or what they view as compelled speech in others where, oh, well, you know, you're, you're trying to say that I, the, that I have to use someone's preferred pronouns. Well, that's compelling my speech. That's, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maybe just don't be an asshole would be a good start. Pretty much. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks Utah for your fight on porn. <laughs> But yeah, that'll, that'll wrap things up for us. Before we go, I want to make sure that I thank, uh, not only our Patreon supporters who will name here in a moment, but everybody who, uh, has sent us in messages. We got a lot of really excellent, heartfelt, uh, feedback, uh, after our, uh, episode where we talked about. Very impromptu episode. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, it just kind of caught all of us off guard like that. We didn't set out that day to make an episode about depression and mental health and stuff. It just kind of happened on the fly. Um, but we've gotten a lot of very positive, very, very heartfelt, uh, feedback from a lot of people out there. And and I want to say thank you very much. That, that means a whole lot to us for sure. And I want to thank everybody who, uh, was concerned about my eye and offered words of offered words of encouragement and kindness. That was very nice of you all. I hope you all had a good V day, a VD, VD day event. Yeah. Couple, a couple days ago. Um, all the VD. And I hope you're all doing well. And if I upset you by picking on Bloomberg because you're a big Bloomberg supporter, please let me know why. What, what is it about him that you like? What, what, what do you think he brings to the table that nobody else can offer other than billions and billions of dollars that could be better spent elsewhere? Um, and if there's anything else that you disagree with us on, please let us know because 
we're always interested to know when we're wrong. I mean, uh, I've lived more than four <laughs> decades now, apparently being really wrong about the People. basic, basic, you know, human decency. So they aren't decent. <laughs> we're just humans are shit. Ah, uh, I yeah, we are. <laughs> We're just shit. There's there's way too many people who don't give a fuck about other people. And the sooner you learn that, the happier you can be. Just try and to try just, to do your best. And then just try to find people who do care about other people, yeah. I guess. You, it's you just sad. Try try to better control the area around you and make people around you happier and and, and look after them and, and yeah. make them realize, hey, guess what? I know that person over there is a homophobic fucking racist dick, but I'm not. Yeah. And you are definitely one of the one of the one of the very nice people, Ryan. See? You're you're one of the people. Well, so I, I, I realize the world is shit. <laughs> well, and I hinted at it during that episode that we were just talking about. Um, when I said that I had been feeling a little blue, and I sent you a message thanking yeah. you, and it is because you're just you make people feel better when they're around you. You're 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 the type of person that when somebody's feeling blue, even if they're not feeling blue. People just like to be around you because you are just so basically kind and good and decent. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for being that way. The, because it is, I'm finding <laughs> an, an exceedingly <laughs> a, rare quality in most people. And you are, you're a great person. Well, I'll, I'll throw this out there. You can thank my mother for raising me properly. Thank you very much, Ms. Mrs. Duffy. Y- y'all done good. You've, you've got some good kids. And, and I enjoy spending time with, with them. I've only, well, I've spent oh, so time with your brother. brother yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. He was a very nice guy yeah. also. Oh, but that'll do things for us. I want to thank our Patreon supporters because you guys are fantastic. You help keep the show going and, and let us know that we're, we're not all alone out there. Makes, makes me feel a little bit better to know that there are such wonderful people as Alan Firth. Christy Kalbach. Gaytheist. Stephen Andrews. Let them eat coffee. The two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Ollie Olson. Tim Jacobson. Utah Outcasts. Wes Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Jeff Peterson. Arthur Gushwind. I think that's correct, yes. <laughs> okay. Megan Mitchell. <laughs> Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. And Freethinker215 and Mr. Monty Burns. Support the Satanic Temple. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) And so until next week, crucify those fucking billionaires who have nothing better to do than stroke their own ego by spending money that should be spent on better things. Uh, And leave us a review. And leave a review on your favorite porn website. (laughs) And write the show five times a day toward improving humanity.